time again for the drunk tank. World staff will rank. Recent films and games, some good, some lame. They'll talk about wow, work it in somehow. It's drunk tank. Gus puts up the podcast, and he always wears a frown. Jeff commentates in them whenever he's in town. Bernie tries his best to keep the group on track. Joel just laughs and sits in the back. Some people drop in by phone or by cars. They're not Biller, they're just guest stars. It's the Drunk Tank. It's the Drunk Tank. Drunk Tank! Hey everyone, welcome to the Drunk Tank. Hey, who was that? Um, I don't know his name. I think all he wrote on his email was Peter. I think we set a world <laughs> record for least notes in a song. Ever. What was that, half? That's <laughs> all. Half note. <laughs> was that being sung by a robot? Or? <laughs> I'm afraid robots are singing. That was the rare, rare, rarely known note as close to D. <laughs> well, it was a. It, it's close to A in my heart. Dear Lord. <laughs> I always wonder, too, when people first listen, say like number 20 is the first podcast they listen to, and they hear that, they go, fuck, do I have to listen to that song every <laughs> single week? And the answer is no. You don't. No, you can if you don't like it. You can submit your own song by and sending it to podcast at roosterteeth.com. And and, and and if it's if it if it's good enough, we'll play it just like Peter's. There will be another horrible song for you to listen Peter to the, next week. Uh, Peter the Android. No, we've had some good. No, what are you saying? Horrible. These are all great songs. I'm just going with the law of averages here. These are these are all way better than any song I could ever make myself. What was your favorite so far? Um, the one we had last week was pretty good. I like the Ouroboros one was good too. Bowls was good. Bowls was good. Um, uh, Teresa Box was good too. <laughs> let's say, let's say the bar is both high and low, and just leave it at that. Okay, okay. It, it, it's 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 an extreme, one way or another. I'm gonna shut down this computer over here because I don't want it to make too much noise. Oh shit! Yeah. Gavin, Gavin, do you want to see how to shut down a computer? Because <coughs> I know that you don't know how to do it. What are you trying to say, buddy? What I'm trying to say is, every day when I come in here after you leave, it's literally like someone walks in and says. Gavin, let's go home. And he says, okay, and just stands up, like mid-keystroke, stands up and walks out. Monitors on, all the Xboxes are on, all the monitors for the no, Xboxes are on. That's fucking awesome. I can appreciate that. Because I'm a... normally the one giving Gavino a ride. So the less time it takes for him to get, get packed up and leave, the better. He's the anti-Matt. You don't fuck you around. Pe- you got people like Matt who sit around forever, like, oh yeah, wait, wait, one second, one second, one second. And you got Gavino, out the door. Yeah, when Gus wants to leave, it's like, right, I'm going to stop drinking whatever I'm drinking, put it down, leave straight away. He yep. gets mad. It's like it's like a crime scene. There's still the smoking gun, and ooh, the coffee cup is still warm. You know, <laughs> but like, the thing <laughs> there was someone here working. The thing about a Mac, if I've if I've got like ten things open, I can't just press shut down and walk away. I've got to wait there for it to go through everything and be like, oh, this has canceled the shutdown. So is this, and it's like, fuck it. Does I'll, the, I'll no, I, I completely understand that because every night when I try and go home and I try and shut down, it's like a forty-five minute procedure yeah. just to like have everything power down. And uh, you also, Joel, though you, by the way, Joel is joining us in the podcast. Hey. I'm Gus. Since when am I Fonzie? I'm Gavin Free. Who are you? I'm uh, Jennifer Garner. Yeah, hey, he's Star. back. She's back. <laughs> Star of Alias. Boy, Star of 13 going on Having 30. Having kids really oh. does change the whole look, what's, doesn't what's it? That? Hey, you try. <laughs> You're really stay, not the same. Staying married to Ben Affleck for this long and see how well you turn out. My beard is coming in nice and thick, though. Good. <laughs> you you, you just don't wax anymore. You, <laughs> you just let yourself go. You know, she. I used to watch her on Felicity. 
And then she was on Alias. She was like a totally different person on those on those shows. I didn't even know she was in Felicity. She was. She was Noel's girlfriend on it's Felicity. Did you she know why have, like, I didn't glasses know? or something? Because I never fucking watched Felicity. You <laughs> know what though? I'm totally redeemed on watching Felicity now though, because it was J.J. Abrams' first series. So now it's like, oh, look who was there at the beginning. Bernie. I, I, I'm still not interested. Yep. Not interested. She, awesome. she was incredibly attractive. What's her name? Jennifer Garner or mm-hmm. Carrie Russell? Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell is still very attractive. And there's a weird connection, too. Her last movie that she was in, she was in with Nathan Fillion, who is the star of the upcoming blockbuster gaming hit, Halo 3 ODST. That's right. What movie were they in together? They were in Waitress. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember we yeah. talked about them with the Making director? pies, yeah, the... pie, something. <laughs> You're like the guy I've never sang the theme song I'm, I'm guessing. I've never seen Waitress. I'm just trying to guess at what the song is. That was Jeff who would sing that all the time. <laughs> I saw the, um, speaking of Nathan Fillion, though, I saw the Halo 3 ODST Vida. I thought it was awesome. That was cool. The firefight one that just came out? Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. They had some custom Sergeant Johnson talking into the camera stuff. Thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. It was neat. You... I, I also saw a, a Halo 3 ODST GameStop commercial that I enjoyed quite a bit. I saw that too. That also featured Sergeant Johnson. Yeah. Maybe not so many custom animations in that one, though. Yeah. It was it was cool. It was a good time. Yeah. Thank you. Props to whoever made that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> not, sure, not sure who who did that. Yeah, that was us. That was it's really cool when we get to work on commercials and then Halo comes up in the rotation of release games and we get to work on a Halo game for a television commercial. That's I was so cool. glad just, I was here for that. Just so people know, that's the game you were talking about last week. That is the that, game I, I was that, talking about. That I had about last to censor week. a bunch of stuff out. Yeah. I usually just try not to say anything at all because you yeah, never know what's going We secret. get into this loop as soon as we start talking about stuff, it's like I'm just not gonna say anything. because... Well, yeah, with those in particular, it's like you don't know what aspects of what aspects have been talked about. So you just yeah, all right. I, I don't even want to cross a line. I don't mind talking about our stuff, but it's just like when it bleeds into other people's stuff, you got to be very careful. Forget it. I'd rather talk about the bag of trail mix. I'd rather I'd rather <laughs> complain about the bag of trail mix. Who brought this hefty sack? Someone brought like a hefty sack of trail mix so, from I, the I, store. Speaking of the trail mix, I was asking Joel about this the other day. If you were to sit down, like it was a four bag, four pound bag of trail mix. If you were to sit down and eat that entire bag of trail mix, would you gain four pounds or would you gain more than four pounds? That's a really good question. <laughs> like, does your body convert it into fat and do you gain more weight or How is, you it, gain... like, is it an even one-to-one ratio? Yeah, yeah, no. that, that was endlessly fascinating to think about that. Or as, are, are you burning it off as you're eating it? I don't know. Like, but how could you gain more than, than exists? I'm sure if you... I'm sure because you have other metabolic processes by which... But the weight has to come from somewhere, though. Yeah, but it's converting it like if it's converting it from you know <laughs> nut form to fat form on your body. But where's well, no, in the case of our office, it would be if you went through a bag of trail mix and picked out all the M and M's and ate only those, would you gain the weight of M? Because that's pretty much what's happening. Except for Jeff. Jeff is the trooper. Jeff's been picking out and eating the raisins. I don't know anyone in the world who fucking does that. I wonder if you'd go through and pick out dried apricots. I hate fucking dried apricots in trail mix. <laughs> I wonder disgusting. if you would eat those. I'm pretty sure also. this is how the swine flu started. was a big open communal bag of trail mix hanging out in an office for three weeks. You just know, sitting there, open, the cat's walking over it, sticking his foot in there, thinking it's a kitty litter. It's terrible. And then we eat it. Do you know whose problem it is? You know, you know who caused this problem? It's Matt. Matt, <laughs> Matt won't throw anything away. He has a, some kind of weird guilty conscience complex about this. So what he does instead of throwing stuff away is bring it to the office, and that's how he gets rid of it. And I say, take this trail mix or take these four dozen cookies and just throw them away. Just just toss them. And he goes, no, 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 that'd be wasteful. It's like, how is it less wasteful for us to eat all this garbage food? <laughs> it's, it, that's the difference. I don't know what it is. I mean I hit a certain point in my life, and for most of our youngers who are 
most of our listeners who are younger, you know, you go through acquire stuff, acquire stuff, acquire stuff. Eventually, you hit, you get to a point, especially dudes, you're going to be like, why do I have all this crap? And then you're going to hit a point where it's like, I need to get rid of stuff, and that's it. From that point on, you're just going to be trying to get rid of stuff. I was talking with Griffin the other day about the level of maintenance that the average American life takes now. Just because you have – like my parents probably had a phone bill, an electric bill, and a water bill. That's probably what they had. I mean they didn't even have cable. You know, They didn't have internet. They didn't have Netflix. You know, They didn't have all these other subscriptions, things that go along with it. Maybe a magazine You know, if they had that, which not everyone did. It's just like – just everything you got to do to maintain your life is just – it's ridiculous. And it's like all a, the you're, crap. You're, you know, that reminds me. I, uh, I was watching a documentary. My wife was actually watching this documentary the other day. Uh, it was streaming on Netflix. I think it was called God Forgot About Us. It's about these uh, – <laughs> yeah. here's another thing that was brought to the office <laughs> instead of being thrown away. Hey, listen, Joe br- the cat. <laughs> I bring cats. He brings food. That cat has an amazing – like whenever we're recording, whether it be video or audio, he knows when to meow. So we, I was watching this documentary, and uh, long story short, it's about these kids in Africa who are running away from civil war, and eventually a couple of them are allowed to emigrate to the United States. And they, they come to the United States, and it follows them for like the first you know, three or four years they're in the United States. And like towards the end of the documentary, they're, they're, they're talking to one of the guys, and he's got his checkbook out, and he's paying a bill. And uh, he looks at the camera, and he says, look, I have $200 in my hand right now. When I came to America, if I had $200, I was rich. I had so much money. And now, it's all bills. I have to pay my phone bill. I have to pay, you know, my utility bill. And he just went down the list. Like this, two hundred dollars. It's already gone. He's yeah. like, where did my money go? Welcome to America. <laughs> it's like you're living the American dream, buddy. Yeah. It's like now you're now now you're in it, pal. Enjoy it. Wait till he gets married. <laughs> <laughs> then you don't see the money in the first place. You just see the bills. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. <laughs> well, the um, you know, I, I had a. You guys saw what I did for my wife to reach recession level spending once the recession started to hit the nascar checks yeah i bought my wife we had to renew our checks like and you get when you order checks you get like 250 yeah, right yeah. and so my wife says we need more checks and i'm like i don't i haven't written one check or two checks since the last time we ordered checks you've written 248 checks is that possible <laughs> and so in order to curtail spending my wife goes to like these little boutiques you know that have stupid names where she buys like a pair of jeans that somebody already owned yet they increased in value somebody else is wearing jeans that actually appreciate in value um so i said okay i got a great idea for this i'll order the checks i got it so i ordered nascar checks with old english font for our name and address and then you can get like an affinity watermark and I, I tro- chose the uh, truck driving one, which has a big like tractor trailer ring on it. So nice. And my wife will not use so these checks. My anymore. question didn't is, didn't you have a, like a NASCAR, you know, like a NASCAR symbol on there, yeah. <laughs> so, like Jeff Gordon? It, it literally has a track with the cars, you know, going by where you're riding. Like, oh, it'd be awesome it. if we could make that noise as you were signing. <laughs> if dude, well, my if question, I could get a sound chip in the checkbook, I would have. Where is your wife writing checks? Yeah, right. Because anytime, I, anytime I get in line and there's someone in front of me writing a fucking check, I want to kill them. I was going to ask that. I've yeah. never written a check. What do people use checks for? Like, I, I assume they use it to steal groceries. That's every time I see someone pull out a checkbook in the grocery store, I'm convinced that they're writing a hot check and they're stealing all the groceries. Well, there's 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 some people. There's some places you go that they don't take credit cards. Like a babysitter won't take a credit card. You know, a guy who does your lawn doesn't take a credit well, card. But do they pay not, cash? Do they not take cash? Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I mean, you want—I mean, I would prefer not to have my wife have ready access to cash as opposed to <laughs> checks. So, you know, at least you have to go through the effort of like writing. And but she literally made the statement like, "I, I really, I have a problem with these checks." It was funny at first, but now it's like I feel so embarrassed by them 
I can't use them anywhere except where I need to use them. Wow. <laughs> you, must have, you, you must have had a huge feeling of satisfaction. Did, did the banner yeah. drop behind you saying mission accomplished? You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, that's, that's what like an orgasm is in marriage, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's as close as you get. Oh, God. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, I don't want to get too much into uh, married suburban life, but how's your house going, buddy? Yeah, right? Awful. Awful. We, um, I'm still living in that crappy extended stay motel with no internet up in Cedar Park, but we're hoping to move into our kitchen Friday. Move into your kitchen? Yeah. What does that mean? I'll be sleeping on an inflatable mattress in my kitchen. You're going to be like a frozen turkey? Yes. Well, if you wow. have to pick a room, that's probably that's yeah, the one yeah. you want. Hopefully, hopefully our, no. ki- our kitchen and bathroom will be ready. <laughs> By 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 Friday, and we'll, no, because we'll, there's, there's, no, there's, there's restaurants. Get the bedroom, right? Or you want? Do you have a bathroom? No, hold, hopefully the kitchen, and the bathroom will be ready. You don't want to live Friday. in the bathroom, for God's sakes, Bernie. That's definitely not what you want. You're pissing in the sink. <laughs> hey, it works. It's, it's pipes, right? It's all pipes. It's it all lives pipes. in the same place. <laughs> yeah, it all ends up in the sewer somewhere. But uh, we'll we'll be eventually. Well, I'll be living in that house uh, until my wife burns it down. Are, right. are you going to have a housewarming party? Yeah, it's scheduled for Q1 t- 2010. Sweet. Well, listen, I just want to say this. If you need a place to stay, this goes on longer than you thought. If you come to the point where you absolutely positively need a place where you need to stay, I can ask around for you. <laughs> That's cool. The uh, the cops came, come by about every night to our motel, and they say the same thing to me. They, uh, they're offering me a, a great spot, like at 6 to 9.35. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Why, why are you here, sir? How long have you been in this hotel? <laughs> They, they, speaking of which, they called me the other day. The motel called me. We were shooting a live-action short, and my phone rang. I didn't pick it up, and they left a voicemail saying, uh, Hello, Mr. Sorolla. We see you're staying with us for nine days. Um, our file on you is incomplete. We were calling to see what your company name is and what your business here is. Uh, please call us back. I was like, what the fuck is this? Well, yeah. they need to know that kind of thing. I, I, don't stay... know. I, I didn't call them back. <laughs> what they're saying is we don't want you living here. It's probably what they're saying. But this is all business for them. Why do they care? But they, they advertise a monthly rate, you know? Yeah. This is the kind of place where people uh. have set up shop and are living. I think, I don't know, I don't know why, they, I don't know why they don't want me living there, but they'll let all, all the day labor dudes live there and, like, live six to a room. Oh, maybe part true? of the contract yeah. is that you have to deal drugs and they get a percentage. If uh, you're maybe. not doing and not buying into that system, like, then... The, the cops haven't been so to that Sorolla room. This, this, so this hotel is not, like, an extended stay business hotel. It's like an, ex, it's like... A bastard child of the extended stay family. We on your last night there, we should have a party. <laughs> I'm all let's, for that. Let's, let's not. I'm all for that. <laughs> let's not. Well, you don't have like a deposit or anything like that, right? It's a it's a, it's a scary ass place, dude. I knew a guy that when I was in high school, he wrecked his car and it was getting fixed, and he got a rental car. It it was embarrassing and sad to look back at what we did to that rental car. Like, did you know if you you can drive like up to thirty to thirty five miles in reverse in a car? Yeah, you, hey. can go, you can go full speed in reverse. <laughs> in a Ford Escort? Yeah. yeah. And then you can throw it in a drive. And you know what the car does? It spins oh, in a circle. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, that sounds... Oh, it's, that's like the equivalent of a car heart attack. Yeah, pretty That's much. like giving the car like a Where did stroke. You, where do you Christ. go to do that? Uh, well, I worked at a sandwich shop, a sub shop, and it was a Blimpy. I don't know if you guys... Have you guys ever heard of Blimpy? Yeah. Yeah, I worked at a Blimpy, and uh, he worked there with me, and we would do it behind... You know that you know the alleyway that runs. You do like it in centers? an alley behind so Blimpy. No see, secret. Pretty much. I mean, we knew what we were doing. Was in the, behind the Blimpy. Nice. There was that whole thing that Bam Margera did too, where he lit a rental car on fire. Was that, was that on Jackass? No, I think that was on. Or it was on like CKY. Or yeah, it was called. on one of his videos. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they lit the radio on fire, and then it ended up spreading and catching the whole car on fire. <laughs> it's really interesting that that where Jackass came from. It came from that. 
CKY group, and then what was the group on the West Coast? The Big Brother Skate Magazine or something oh, like that? Oh, I don't that? know. Like Jeff, Jeff, Jeff should be here to talk about this, but the Jackass was like two groups from the East Coast and the West Coast that came together to make stuff, and they called it Jackass. <laughs> no, to, 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 to destroy stuff. stuff. Yeah, there's yeah, there, there very little creation going on. <laughs> to make destruction. How about that? Um, <laughs> what are you doing to the cat? Gavin's getting attacked by the cat. He always does during the podcast. At least he didn't make noise this time. So, Gavino, I'm glad. I'm glad to see you don't have coffee this week, and I'm glad to see the trail mix isn't in here because I am so sick of trying to edit you slurping out of a coffee cup or eating trail mix out of the podcast. This may be my first podcast with no food items. There, there is no food for Gavino ever in a podcast ever again. So I have to sit there and fucking edit the disgusting chewing noises out. You think what is the deal with them? Is it like all British people are animals, or is it just because you're younger? Is that the deal? I can get away with it because I'm young. Is that what it is? Sure, why not? Griffin says that you guys will be in the living room, like watching TV, and you will literally just stand up and walk away from your trash and all that stuff. And yeah, well, I don't, I don't have any trash, but Ben, let's so, not talk about that. So it must be a function of being younger. That so the younger at you fir- go. At first, I didn't believe that, but after looking at where Ben has been sitting, I totally. Totally buy. And it's like I made a comment one time because I walked by the desk and I saw just like piles of garbage or whatever. And then literally about six inches away from the garbage on the desk, there was the giant trash can next yeah. to his desk, which he's not using. There's a giant trash can right there, uh, Ben, if you want to use it. And then today or yesterday, I went and noticed that, the, of course, the trash can is totally full <laughs> and buried under the desk now so no one else can have access to the trash can but him. Oh, is he See, in that tr- he's got it all worked out. Is he in that trash Jenga mode where it's like oh, well yeah. above the <laughs> oh, normal yeah. Except level? for it's under the desk near all the cables and everything. So, I mean, nice. That was when we, this will be the source of the fire. That was a weekend where I had, to, I had to come in and work on an episode and Ben came in with me and he sat behind me on this couch. And the next day it was like you couldn't see the couch. He got through about five Coke cans and like a ton of M and M's. Yeah, like, and oh he, my God. Yeah, he will eat stuff. Like he eats stuff that just produces trash at a greater level. Well, think how messy his desk would be if brownies had bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, look- a, that's disgusting, dude. Oh my God, I just got grossed out. Oh, it would be like a bear, Actually, a bear cave over there. <laughs> not, well, you know, if they made the the bones out of chocolate, brownie. Now, actually, that's a great idea. <laughs> Brownie skeletons everywhere. Oh man! Oh man! That is um, little imagery for you. Nice on a Wednesday morning. I picture like a like a like a kiwi, like the bird, like a kiwi bird, and just like you're picking it up by the beak and putting like the body in your mouth and just like eating it all off, and the the skeleton comes right (laughs) out. Like in a cartoon where they shove the fish in their mouth and pull out the bones. Exactly. God, I wish I could eat like that. (laughs) I really do. I really wish I could go somewhere, take a whole fish, put it in my mouth, and just zoop. Who was it that was talking the other day about how cartoon steaks look just so delicious? <laughs> was, it, was that you? <laughs> it was me and Matt. How a cartoon steak yeah. looks like the most like delicious just like a player. big. There's nothing ham. more pure, right? There's nothing more pure. There's no hair on a cartoon steak. You'll no. never see. And it's like one consistent color red. There's that nice ring of fat on the yeah. side. It's got the ribeye bone. You, the marbling is <laughs> yeah. perfect. Yeah, it's just like you cut. They just cut it with a knife, and it's like just looks like the most succulent thing of all time. And apparently, in the fifties. That's all people fed to their bulldogs. <laughs> they fed them steaks. Cartoon food is always good. I remember I used to watch a lot of Tom and Jerry, and I always ate cheese. Because cheese and Tom and Jerry looked just delicious. Yeah, cheese, was, cheese looked awesome there. And they had steaks. That's where the bulldogs had the yeah. steaks. That bulldog outside with his little puppy dog. They always had a steak. Tom and Jerry was great. How old is Tom? It's probably like 70 years old or something, right? That's probably from the 60s. Is it? I yeah. think it's before. It's I think co- the earlier versions are even before that. Because it's, it's color, so it can't be too far back. I Actually, I oh, can't right. believe you brought this up because I actually saw a Tom and Jerry cartoon 
like a day ago. Oh, really? And it, and it seemed like on TV. Of, on TV, I just was going through. And <laughs> you know, you know, it's weird to think about. Like when we were younger, that's the kind of stuff we saw on TV. Like we, I remember being young and not having very many channels, and you know, I'd have to spend my Saturdays watching the Andy Griffith Show. You know, you know, on all these black and white TV shows, yeah. the Beverly Hillbillies stuff yeah. from like the fifties and the sixties. I don't think anyone nowadays ever watches those. Shows. I don't think you can watch those shows on TV anymore. The Monsters. I, I remember is a good that's all you would always see. Three's Company. Like if you go, if you go back and you old. try and watch like an Andy Griffith show or something like that, that's like way back. It's really you have to like readjust your mind. You're watching it like a document or like a something <laughs> from out of a museum. You know, it's not for entertainment. It's for something else. It's like wow, this is. What life was like a million years ago. Dude, we used to watch Little Rascals. That's from the 20s, yeah. man. Right. You the know? Three Stooges? Three Stooges? Those are old, like, short films that used to be before movies in the 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. You and, know? and I watched The Kill Time in the summers. <laughs> but there was a weird thing, too. Like, as video became a prominent technology and, and stuff converted from film to video or to TV... <clears throat> video looked like hell. Like, when, you wa- when I watch old football games, that's where I see it the most is when you watch, like, a Jets-Bills game from 1981. Mm-hmm. Like, those slates that come up, the graphics are friggin' terrible. I mean, yeah. any kid with a, with a final cut could do something ten times better than that now. And so there's a lot of stuff that, like, from between, like, 1965 to, like, 19... I mean, let's say 2000. It just doesn't stand up. It doesn't look like a real production, whereas stuff that was shot on film, like Little Rascals and Three Stooges... That might still bridge that gap. That's because they didn't have any graphics. I can't believe they, <laughs> I can't believe they, they, they were... switched from film to video when video looks so terrible. I mean, who, who decided cheap. that was okay? Probably uh, cheap. Well, it's, it's, it's cost effective. Processing time was the big thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, I we, guess. We shot a film in, um, in college, Matt and I, the, the film that Matt and I met to make. And Joel, you were in that? That was, that was extraordinarily like a stressful time because you know we didn't have money and we were shooting it on film. Yep. We were shooting it on film and that, that was it, man. That was a limited amount. So it's like we, when we started rolling, that was it, man. You were burning money. And you could hear it. Yeah, you push the button and it was like what, 10 bucks a minute basically to run it. I um I work with high-speed cameras, but my boss used to work with high-speed film cameras and he'd have to load up like Well, explain th- what high-speed means cuz it's uh, super slow motion. It, just, super slow it motion. runs runs the film through the camera. At super speed, and he used to put like a thousand foot roll of film, and it would go through the camera in seven seconds. I believe it. How wow. much would that cost? I always heard those high speed film cameras too, especially if it's thirty five, right? I always heard those high speed film cameras that there was no take up reel, that it would just spit the film into a bag because it couldn't spin. There were some that did that, but he 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 used Photosonics cameras, which they always had like a another I, reel. Yeah, I've never seen that. A take up reel. Wow, so they would have to spit it into a bag and then they'd have to reel it up later. Some of those military ones where they do like ten thousand frames a second, they were oh, doing right. those on film. There was no way to to roll yeah. the film back up that fast, so they would just literally just spit it into a bag in a big pile and then like reel but like it back up. E- each each shot you did would would require like half an hour worth of cleaning because like you'd open it and like there'd be like just dust and shit everywhere because film moving at that speed is just mental. Must yeah. have been all the emulsion oh. coming off. And yeah, check the gate means something totally different. Right? <laughs> yeah, some of the stuff Gav has done, I've seen all over the place. Um, you know those videos of the people busting the water balloon on somebody else's head yeah that's gavin shooting that in his backyard at like i actually i walked into the hideout when i was here last time and someone was watching that do you remember that it was your first hour being in the u.s yeah you walked in and saw something you had made playing on someone else's laptop in the coffee shop next door that was really weird she really freaked out i couldn't believe it she freaked out that that that. was filmed in 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 a garden in oxford in england i mean and it's been watched where i'm standing in texas it's crazy my favorite thing that you've worked on, which was a commercial project, was the throwing tiny pies at flies. Yeah. 
the millimeters matter thing. I, I, love, Samsung I, I fucking love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the, those little pies look so perfect. Once again, going back to perfect food. Those little pies look so perfect flying through the air. I saw, uh, cartoons got pies right too, man. If you oh, go yeah. back and look at those pies. I'm just right? saying this is why you never see trail mix in a cartoon. I've never, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a vent hole in a real pie. But they all have those little vent holes, like the inner mm-hmm. circle around them. It's mm-hmm. just perfect in a cartoon. And they're all, typically blueberry. Uh, dude, I am starving. You know what I hate is that you introduced me. Bernie had this weird thing about sliced tomatoes. It's like Bernie will not eat sliced tomatoes, I and know. I had to, I had to like figure out why. Why won't Bernie eat sliced tomatoes? I'd so start asking asking him questions about it. Now I don't want to eat sliced tomatoes. I don't Thanks. want to eat sliced tomatoes. Nope. Thanks. And yeah. I'll, I'll eat just about anything, but cucumbers and sliced tomatoes. No way. I'm not a fan of either. Nope. I like tomato in any other form. Tomato paste. Gross. I won't eat a sun-dried tomato. I won't even eat something that has sun-dried tomatoes in it. You can't pick those out. That sun-dried flavor gets all over everything. <laughs> I don't know what that. I don't know what exactly it's that is. Dead photons. It's like hmm, people really like raisins. Let's make a raisin out of a tomato. <laughs> you know, so waiting for like raisin bananas. What is the difference between I... a raisin and a sultana? And a what? I don't even know what that is. Seriously? Okay. A sultana? Yeah. What is you that? know, we're, we're like inventing a, the best dieting program in the world where we'll just start bashing food and how gross it is. Or we'll, is. we'll build up imaginary food like cartoon steaks. Or like sultana. That's all that you want. <laughs> like, wow, this, ch- this hamburger tastes like shit. The one in Tom and Jerry was way better. <laughs> we, we can draw ourselves as cartoons eating cartoon food to satisfy that. That'd be good. Get Luke on that straight away. I like to envision that all my pets think of me... As, like, just the waist down, too. Like, in the cartoons, like, I'm just my pants and I my think, socks. I That's think it. Tom and Jerry got in a lot of trouble for racism. When, whenever they showed humans, it was always, like, that, that black lady who you only saw from the legs down. Yeah, And the, she'd have the stereotypical, like, black voice. You have to wonder if there's a couple of those cartoons that, like, just so, sort of don't get shown. Yeah, yeah, there are. You, if you look yeah. them up on YouTube, you can see there's a lot of, like, Looney Tunes that are, like, just, forbidden. The other day, yeah. um, it's funny you say that. Jeff had Millie here in the office, and she was just watching, like, Looney Tunes and, like, clicking through it on YouTube. And then I walked by the desk where she was, and she was, like, halfway through, like, a forbidden, never-to-be-watched-again <laughs> Looney Tunes. You know, like, characters are in blackface. Like, whoa, let's, uh, let's find something else for you here, Millie. <laughs> yeah, uh, as reference, uh, Tom and Jerry ran from 1940 to 1958. So Wow, it's even earlier than I thought, yeah. And you can see, like, the library for those wow. shorts, those cartoon shorts, getting smaller and smaller just because what's PC changes over the years, what's acceptable... Is na- is narrowing? You know the violence of the cartoons is ridiculous too. I mean, like shoving a dynamite stick in somebody's mouth and lighting it. Yeah, you know. I mean, that gets bad. There's some Disney stuff like that too. There, there's a scene that was cut, a centaur scene that was removed from Fantasia. Oh I think, yeah, I think mm-hmm. they reframed it right and then zoomed it in. So yeah. it's actually clearly a lower quality shot in the middle of all the stuff where they removed an insensitive centaur character. But you can easily find it online. Yeah, you know, I well, still don't YouTube. get that that whole film, that whole movie. I just don't get. You know, where it's just like. <clears throat> Dude, there's some people that they go crazy for that, you know? There's some people that are big into music theory, and they, they love... I mean, the first half an hour of Fantasia is like a musical educational lecture. Have you watched it recently? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right, where it's... Uh, yeah. It has, every, it has the formula for everything that I consider bad, like it combining like live action with animation, which is... That almost never works. Well, you took Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Classic that movie. That was a good. You're right. That was an excellent Bob Hoskins. Movie. That was an excellent movie. But Pete's Dragon. Pete's Dragon. <laughs> Pete's Dragon. You guys oh, just, Pete's Dragon. You guys remember Pete's Dragon? Oh yeah. All I remember is that it sucked. No, I don't remember. Everybody's always made a big deal about Who Framed Roger Rabbit being the first mix of live action and cartoon. Oh, not and at all. I just remember Pete's Dragon. Yeah. It was. It was Clearly. the best mix. 
It was yeah. done really well. And it still holds up. It still holds up. Yeah. If you go back and watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit, you can go back and watch like, it. Like today. when he's when uh, he's handcuffed to him and like strangling it looks great, man. Yeah. And what, what when was that movie made? Nineties? Eighties, nineties? Yeah, that 80s. was a great movie. That was a great movie. You know, there's a cool clip that's online right now which is a hundred years of visual effects for inspiration. And it's not a hundred clips, it just goes over some of the best visual effects stuff in the last hundred years. And there's stuff from very, very early on that's really cool. Like there's one from uh, the I think Great Train Robbery that was just it's an amazing scene of people walking across the street with these cars all around them and, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit was in there because it holds up well stuff like Episode 1 not so much that, yeah. that was a weird situation where I first saw Who Framed Roger Rabbit on TV and they cut out they cut out all the scary stuff with like Christopher Lloyd when, when his mask is coming off and his eyes are like popping out yeah. and, I, and I, I remember the movie I was like I'm going to watch that again and it scared the crap out of me like yeah. the uncensored version I was like whoa I'm glad they censored it when I first watched it because I was a lot younger. Well, stuff stuff in the UK gets much more heavily censored, except for which is funny because there's more, like a camera on every city block. And <laughs> That's true. They have to edit lots of footage. <laughs> <laughs> I, we have this theory that they're going to just turn London into a giant like reality show just because it's like cameras on every. Why waste the footage? <laughs> It'd be great if they try to take it to court. And it's like, well, here's the footage from that corner on that day. It's like, it's like, where's the robbery? It's like, oh, we had to remove that bit. <laughs> It was, it was too offensive. <laughs> well, it wasn't working. It was far too there, violent. There was a headbutt in there. <laughs> they take out a lot of headbutts in, in America, though, right? No. Oh, no. they don't? No. That, I remember that came in episode two of Star Wars. That's the only difference between the UK version and the US version is Obi-Wan Kenobi headbutts some... I think he headbutts Jango Fett in the American version, and he doesn't in the UK version. I remember... Say, what? They, they remove headbutts in the UK. What? It's true. Uh, there's Maul, there's right? a lot of headbutts taken out of the Matrix, and also there's it's like a, a double-handed slap on each side of his face. They can't show that either. Like a. <laughs> what? Did you ever it... have those ads where it was like, for, do you have Tango? Do you have that drink it, here, Tango? Is it because it, it has the name "butt" in it? <laughs> no, I think Tango is called. I think Tango is called Fanta here. Oh, we have Fanta too. Tango is yeah. something different. And there used to be like a an ad campaign where a guy dressed as an orange would come up to someone and slap both sides of the head and be like, "You've been Tango," and it, and it got banned because everyone did it, and it's apparently really painful. <laughs> They can't show that in any movies. Okay, so here, here's a question. And Morpheus got tangled. Like they, they have a different like deal over there, right? Where it's obviously like they can't show anything violent, apparently, is yeah. what I'm learning. But they can show like a lot of sex stuff. So if you had a choice... No, no. Would you, would you rather live like in the U.S. where you can show all violence but no sex? Or would you rather live in Europe where they show all sex, no violence? I, I, I've always thought America has been backwards with that attitude of like, let's protect the kids from sex stuff and show them all the violence. Clearly. Yeah. I, I, Clearly, but I, I understand. I understand. I don't agree with it, but I understand the logic. And the logic must be like this. The logic must be like this. If you have like kids, yes, and it's like you show sex scenes, it's like, well, my my kid will go out and screw somebody and get pregnant or whatever. But it's like if you show bank robbery, probably my kid's not going to go out and rob a bank. Yeah, my kid's more likely to get pregnant or sleep with the kid down the street than they are to right. become a serial killer or headbutt someone but still there's something I think fundamentally wrong with favoring violence over normal sexual behavior you know why would you censor stuff that's and, and we're normal? all we, we just so we say it we're probably all on the same page probably everybody in this room feels like we shouldn't censor anything right no, fuck it. No. We're all adults. I mean, that, that was what our short was about, right? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I could make a lot of arguments for censoring some super violent stuff. No, but, really ge- but generally, you know, generally you're probably more liberal than what is in terms of censoring what is, right? Well, I don't think that I would want kids to watch everything. My sure. parents, my parents, when I was a kid, they they saw that I clearly loved this movie Star Wars because I was old enough to see it in the theaters, and they're like, God, he talks about the Star Wars thing all the time. He loves his sci-fi stuff. Well, this is something he's interested in. There's a new movie coming out. It looks like Star Wars. Let's take him to see it. It was Alien. 
And I saw. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> the same thing happened to me, dude. I was like seven. I was scarred. That movie scarred. Oh no question. My I've, I've censored. I've censored pictures. On, I mean, I'm not really into it, but I have censored certain pictures on the site. You know, where it's like some dude, some idiot is like uploading pictures of like. Some guy that like shot his own head off yeah. or whatever. It's like yeah, that's, are, I don't want that's not that. cool. I don't want to Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. There's some stuff you definitely like No, I agree. But I'm just saying with what you know, with the guidelines that exist, we're probably we probably skew a little more. Right. What I'm saying is I, I'm saying that in terms of censorship, if people want to seek that stuff out, anything that people want to seek out, they sure. should be able to seek out and find another, that's fine. Sure. But in a normal thing where people are in essentially a kind of public place, sure. They shouldn't be just exposed to things without any kind of forewarning you know it's funny during the blur video during the blur video and they have like the and like the, i'm trying to flick everybody off and they've got the black box around my finger and i'm moving my finger up and down and the whole time i'm thinking every time i move my hand up and down violently is that like another three hours for matt and nathan <laughs> yeah pretty much I mean, some of that tracking stuff they can do a little bit easier i mean that they don't have to really worry about that looking like it's supposed to be in the shot but yeah it was like it was like we were talking about combining animation and live action that that scene in the simpsons that was the first time where they oh, like yeah, have the yeah. three three you know like the rendered individual homers like i feel like this is a very expe- i can't remember what he says well in yeah. district 9 that's what district 9 is it is an exercise in tracking where tracking is in visual effects where you insert a cg element and you have to make it look like it's still in the shot even when the camera moves or when characters you know yeah. Off the camera, you know, you have to make it look stable in the shot. And Gav, what do you always look at? You said you said you always look at feet, right? For yeah. tracking? Yeah. Episode one's got some bad tracking stuff in it. Like Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars episode one where it starts to swim a little bit. Uh when, you know, like a robot stops in front of somebody or something like that. But yeah, District Nine, I, I don't know how they did that stuff. Like you got, how, oh. how how they keep that spaceship in the sky when they're going past trees on a truck with a camera yeah. mount that's bobbing everywhere. Shaking about all over It's the a place. fantastic look. Did everyone in this room, everyone in this room loved District 9, right? You didn't. I did not love District 9. I was I was disappointed. I was expecting more. You probably had it built up too much. I I had it built up too much. I, I mean, l- visually, I thought the visual effects were awesome, but I thought the story was a little Yeah, I loved the way it looked. I all those um all those shots not not just like visual effects, but some of the camera work. When the camera was pointing backwards up the gun, you were telling me about this, Bernie. When you when you saw, it, I was kind of excited to see that in the movie, where it's just up the gun at their faces while they're walking around. I th- I love that kind of stuff. But yeah, but that that totally stands out in the movie. I mean, it's like why is that that shot is so different from everything else around it? You know? what, what specify the shot you're talking about? Oh, uh, they mounted a gun on the end of the camera, pointed back at the guy. So he's like walking, which, which in you can't mode. do in a commercial, by the way, which I've learned. No, 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 it's not that. It's it's literally like looking back up the barrel of the gun. Oh, down yeah. at the target. No, no. at the person. No, because the person because when you were describing uh, it to me, I figured the the gun would be the camera would be sitting on the gun, and you just see like his hand. But you could see the barrel of the gun, and and you couldn't see how the camera was attached to the gun, which I thought was great. Yeah, but that, how is that? How does like that right there? That moment when you're sitting in a movie and you're thinking about how is the camera? The moment I think camera, I hate it. Right. And I'm out of it. You know Already? what I mean? Unless you're, you're actively... All, you're all excited because you're trying to figure out how the camera's attached to the gun. I just thought it was an interesting shot. It looks like the camera's floating in front of the gun. Yeah, but I like see, that. to me, that ruins the movie. Why does that ruin the movie? Because At no thinking, point do you see the camera. No, you're thinking about the Because the fourth wall's gone. Yeah, the you're, you're thinking, gone. how did they shoot this? And that's part of the... I think that about... You're approaching like, it from a different way, a view, though. You know. Yeah, yours is like an educational exercise. I mean, I enjoyed the shot, and then afterwards I was like, huh, look good, because you couldn't see how the camera was attached. I can totally suspend disbelief. In a movie. Like, I can watch Tom Cruise or read about him in a tabloid or something like that all day, hear crazy stuff about him, watch a stupid interview with him, go to a movie, two minutes in, he's the character. 
Okay. Uh, a total suspension there, of disbelief for me. I I got I I can do that. Is there is there ever a time like if it does get if the fourth wall does get broken, what breaks it? That would be an example. That gunshot, I was like, why do they do that? It's like all of a sudden there's a shot on the end of the gun that doesn't look natural with the rest of the scene, and that that ruins it for me. Like all of a sudden I'm thinking about the director and thinking about choices. Too, that too much. Make. Yeah. Heavy handed. Yeah. I think about that constantly when I'm watching movies. Fight, fight, <laughs> fight, fight. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to say. I mean, I just, I just like to suspend disbelief and watch the story. But, but you know? you're, a, but you're a filmmaker. You have background making. A, do you not watch movies and think, wow? That was I awesome. watch them in two different modes. You post, you watch them twice. I don't do that in the theater. What you're talking about, I don't do that. In the you theater. posted, I can't that, help it. You posted that journal about Avatar, and I had not seen a single thing about Avatar. And you posted the journal with the trailer, yeah. And you had a point to that, and it was like I. The first half of the Avatar trailer, I was like, "This is great," and it hit a certain point in the trailer, and man, it started going downhill fast. For what me, you, everybody, what did you guys think about the Avatar trailer? Um, I did not like it. Did you have? Did you have the same experience? Did you like the? <clears throat> it was the point where, yeah. At first, I was like, "This is awesome," until like I guess the dude in the wheelchair gets put in the blue alien body, yeah. and he says, "This is awesome," and I was like, Go "That's on. it. That's it. <laughs> That's right. it. Totally." I I actually didn't totally. like. Because in the beginning, you see the the blue guy in the tank, and you can see that it's obviously a real model of or something. It's not CG, and then it just like there's a snap, and it's CG. And I hate I hate it when you can see the sudden jump between live and CG. Like, and it happened in the Matrix, like with, like animation live action, <laughs> right? But but in the Matrix, in the Burly Brawl, you can see like there's all these guys being Smith, and you can see they're all there, and they're all like choreographing, and then it's like wham, and it's like this, and it's all CG from now on out. It's like. It's just so obvious, I and bet, I hate that. I bet it, the dude in the tank in the Avatar trailer was also CG, though. I, dude, bet, I bet it was all CG. Seriously, it looked like it was there. It, lo- it, it looked totally different to when he was standing up and walking I around. I bet it was CG. Really? Oh, you might be right. To me, the whole thing looked like Final Fantasy 2. The whole the, thing looked like Final Fantasy It looked like yeah. a Cavity Creeps Crest commercial <laughs> at one point to me. With those guys. I mean, they looked terrible. It looked... Man... I think they look terrible. Joel and I are like the. I say that early, reference might be too old even for me. <laughs> we're in the early '80s Saturday morning cartoon reference. <laughs> like cavity creep. If you don't know what a cavity creep is, you, you want to do your research. That's before my time. Do you want to talk about Schoolhouse Rock? How a bill becomes a law and all that. <laughs> <laughs> but the Avatar thing to me was it was so much hype because people saw it at Comic Con, right? And oh, yeah. all the hype. This is what, this is why I identify with your District Nine problem is that I got so much hype about Avatar, and when I finally saw it. I, it was supposed to be this new kind of filmmaking, and all I saw when I watched that trailer was, I think that James Cameron has taken that bait that so many directors have taken, that CG looks just like real life. That it's all photorealistic. And they've been taking that bait for like 15 years. The Wachowskis took it with Matrix. Yeah. They did the first Matrix right, and then all of a sudden they said, CG's photorealistic, we can get away with anything. If we just put it on screen, it looks perfect. And it, does, it just doesn't. The, it just doesn't. The problem I started having was even before I saw the Avatar trailer, you know, I talked to several people who've seen like 25 minutes of Avatar, and independently of each other, they've all said the same thing: it's just like Fern Gully. Oh, I've heard yeah. that too. Fern Gully. Every what is person Fern Gully? who sees it, it's a, it's like an animated movie from the early 90s about like indigenous animals in the rainforest trying yeah. to protect the rainforest from like encroaching civilization. And man has technology and tanks. Yeah, and, 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 the... and, and the fact that every person has said that is like, no, no, I'm out. Well, yeah, they... I'm, I'm totally, totally with you. Yeah. I, I... The, the, the first person was Count 3D who said, it's like Ferngully meets Pocahontas in space. And I was like, what the fuck have you been drinking? <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Sorry, Count 3D. Hit out you like that. <laughs> I don't want any of those things to meet each other anywhere, much less in space. <laughs> but the, uh, the thing about it to me, too, is like you watch that. I mean, I, I bet after all of you have watched that trailer, I bet we could all sit down and, and write the screenplay. 
Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know how that story's going to end. It's like, yeah. here's a guy in a wheelchair. It's a bad... A, he, right. he gets part of a military program that's progressive. And then he falls in love and learns the truth of what... You know, right. God, he sees that, yeah. oh, look, maybe humans are the bad guys here. Hmm. i got re- to <laughs> yeah, reevaluate uh, this. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like District 9. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I, I just want to know why the visual effects in Jurassic Park hold up better than the visual effects in Avatar in the movie I haven't seen yet. Yeah, right? I mean, I... Some things just do. Some things are done well. Like Jurassic Park, because they use some models. God. Yeah, yeah, animatronic stuff. I'm actually, I'm actually getting angry. I bet, I bet we'll be watching Zathura long but after we're I, I watching don't, I don't Iron ever, Man. I just don't want to see another movie for the rest of my life where the human beings are the <laughs> evil. But I'm just, I'm tired. I've seen that story again and again and again and again and again. Just stop it. Just stop it. Uh-huh. I, have a, I have an idea. How about a movie where there's aliens and the aliens are fucking evil and they're bad and the human beings are good people. Like an alien. Like Independence Day. <laughs> or Predator, right? Or oh, Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks. I, I, I just don't like the heavy-handed messages of, you know, you know, we're going to take a sci-fi movie and make it about environmentalism. Well, it does, it does make you wonder, has, has every possible story been told? Yes. yes. Of course it hasn't. Yes. Every, Ridiculous comment. Well, every Hollywood formulaic story has been told, and that's... You know, District 9 could be... I mean, we everyone talks about District 9 essentially being a remake of Alienation, which I, I could see people's points in saying that. Uh, but it, it's another year where most of the stuff we're watching is either adaptations from a book that was, was very popular, a sequel to a movie that's already done well. TV show. Yeah, or a remake of another movie that's already been made before, yeah. or TV show or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, it's just... We're kind of in a cycle. I look at the internet... I see a lot of the same stuff on the internet. There's very little original new stuff on the internet, but there's a lot of re-reporting of stuff and a lot of it's, rewording and regurgitation of, of like, the, one guy makes something and there will be another tier below that guy. Like, say, a New York Times story. <laughs> 20 bloggers will take the same story and just re-report it, and people read the blog because they don't want to read the original creator stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. The, the creative driving force in Hollywood and entertainment is the business side of Hollywood. And that's what it is, right? It's business side of everything, right? Right. Well, I saw Hurt Locker. I don't think that movie's gonna make a lot of money. And uh, that movie was freaking awesome. I've heard great things about it. It's great. It's a cool story. It's a, it's a, it's a war movie unlike anything else you've ever seen before. The battles in that movie are probably just like battles you would see in and actually in Iraq. Um, and it's it's cool. It's not it's not you know big explosions and people jumping around. I mean. I don't want to spoil too much, it could potentially yeah. be a spoiler, but there's a sniper battle where they're literally sitting there looking down the barrel of a gun for eight hours and trying to stay hydrated. You ever see Enemy at the Gates? Is that the... Yeah, yeah. I was about to ask if it was, uh, if it was like that. Another great war movie. Mm-hmm. Totally different than everything else. You, you watch tanks roll by in that movie, and it's a movie about Jude Law and Ed Harris as yeah. snipers. Uh, Jude Law's a Soviet sniper, and Ed Harris is a Nazi sniper, and it's just them trying to like get angles on each other. That's all you're watching. Mm-hmm. That's what makes Born Identity cool too, right? Is like the fighting is different, you know. You know, you're in a kitchen hitting people with you, a spoon. Yeah. And shit. <laughs> Born Identity's it got some like... camera control issues though. Those Born movies, they're uh, they're a little jittery. Hey man, the fact they turned Matt Damon into an action hero is pretty fucking. Impressive. Yeah. I mean, it's that's those are those are engrossing as shit. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's like engrossing uh... as shit. By the way, <laughs> gross. Um, back back on the on the We're... subject of. Well, no, no, shut up. Okay. No. <laughs> Talking about, uh, you know, filmmaking and movies and all this stuff, this is a little bit of an offshoot. But yesterday I found this camera, I guess, that Fuji makes that yeah. is a point-and-shoot camera that allows you to take 3D images or 3D photos and record 3D movies. And I did a little more reading what? about it. It's a lie. And apparently the way it works, it has two lenses. Since it's a point-and-shoot, you know, it's like a rectangle. There's one lens in the upper left corner and one lens in the upper right corner. 
So whenever you take a, you can you can enable three D mode. So but I, you take a picture or record a movie, it's got these two offset angles where it's looking at everything. So it captures. But how does it know mode. where to direct? Both, like, does it focus the lenses into each other on the same point? Because, like, the horizons yeah. would cross at some point, and it would be, like... There's got to be a point in space. I don't know how you would specify it in the UI, but there's, it's got to be a, a fixed point. Since it's a point shoot, you know, it's, you can't right. adjust it, you know, you can't move the lens, so I don't know if there's, like, some menu control for it. But I, I've done some work with 3D, like, using two cameras at the same time, and it's you, you can't really do it with two side-by-side cameras only to a certain point, because everything behind where they cross will just go crazy. So you really need like a camera and a mirror so they're both looking down the exact same line and then slightly offset. Hmm. But I don't, it's like an imperfect way to do 3D with two side-by-side lenses. Hmm. I don't know. The, I'm really, really curious about this camera. I'm, I, I want to It sounds like at least it out. started going down the path of... I, it's, it's bullshit. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Until I see it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. And then when I see it, it'll, I'll let it blow my mind, and then it'll be part of reality. Well, if it, if it makes you feel any better, the reviews I've read for it are terrible. I believe it. It's got bad image quality. How the quality. fuck do you watch it? We don't have 3D screens. I don't have a, <laughs> I don't have 3D picture frame at home, do you? We're going to invent 3D paper? <laughs> do, I mean, do I have, does everyone have a holographic inkjet printer Th- 3D, that I'm not aware of? 3D is the future, but it's one of the hardest things to describe to someone who hasn't seen 3D. Like, they have to see it. Like you can't the, be like, like check pictures. out this. Like, they'll show a picture of this camera with, like, a picture it's taken. It's just a picture. It's like... Where's the 3D? You can't right, see it. You have right. to show someone and push it in front of their face and say, look at this in 3D. I think it's a fad anyway, don't you? Yeah, I think it's a huge fad. Three, three, there, there's always like, been a weird marketing <laughs> fad, yeah. Who is it? It's like Jeff thinks that 3D is the future of cinema no. and that th- this is the birth. No, this is terrible. I hate it. You really? Yes. Did you see Coraline? No, I didn't see Coraline. I saw Up in 3D. Great. Up is the only movie I've seen in 3D. I don't like wearing glasses over my glasses. It's, okay, first why, of all, why can't they make fucking clip-ons? First of all, let's be honest. What we're talking about right <laughs> now, yeah. what we call 3D, is not really 3D. I mean, it's a it's a representation of 3D. We're still watching a 2D image, right? Right, right. And it, so yeah, 3D but, cinema will be big when it's really 3D, when it's holographic. And you don't have to put fucking glasses on. Right, exactly. I, I, haven't, yeah, I haven't seen a 3D movie in like a very long time. It's, I, I was a big holdout. I hadn't seen a 3D movie no, 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 since but, the 80s. Uh, you right. know, and I, I went and I saw Up in 3D. And it, well, it, it looks better? It looks phenomenal. Oh, it's, yeah. it's really beautiful to look at. I just don't want to watch a movie like that. Sure. You know, the whole time, I was concerned about this weight on my face and yeah. I was having to push up and like, uh-oh, are my glasses a little off? Well, that's things, why they called it up. Yeah, things don't look quite right. Let me adjust my glasses. Okay, there, it looks good again. Well, the you wor- have, the you... working title is up. You're going to have to move your yeah. glasses around. <laughs> Gus actually has eyeglasses, so glasses over your eyeglasses is kind of a pain Yeah, the they, they made them a little big to yeah. try to fit over the glasses, but it's still fucking glasses on glasses. Yeah. And, and anytime you have to have that accessory, you know, I don't want... Like playing a game, you know, I don't want to put anything else on. I want to use my keyboard and my mouse. That's how I interact with the computer. When I go to watch a movie, I want to look at the screen. That's how I interact with it. One time, I had to wear contacts over contacts. So, (laughs) did you really? What? Yeah. What you had like for when you worked on Buffy? Yeah. Or Angel? Angel? Yeah. It was a creature. Your your prescription contacts and then colored over. Yeah. Could you see? Now, was this one of these things? Very uncomfortable. (laughs) Let let me let me tell you something that I know about movie production in Hollywood, and that is. Actors fucking lie to get jobs, okay? And I bet <gasps> Joel was act, asked, do you wear contacts? Because you're going to have to wear prosthetic contacts for this part. And Joel said, no, it's fine. I'm fine. 
I don't wear contacts. And so now he had, then he gets the makeup chair. Like, you have fucking contacts, asshole. He's like, what are you going to do? Let's put the contacts over the contacts. Like, I've heard people say, like, yeah, I can sword fight. Absolutely. And they get the part and they can't do anything. They can't dance. They can't sing. You know, they have no typing skills or whatever the hell they need to do. It's like, yeah, I can mountain climb. No, it's like everybody puts that stuff on their resume, right? Like sports, you know? And I put, like, sports on my resume and that led me into a situation that almost killed me. <laughs> Did it really? But, what yeah. happened? You had a box or? You had to catch. You haven't heard this story? This is an old story. It's like, yeah, I'll tell it some other time. But basically, I had to catch Randy Johnson. But it's like, I think I already told that story. Yeah, that would Mm. kill you. Yeah, I I would would be glad that I'm a catcher and already crouching because it would make it that much easier for me to crap my pants. When Randy Johnson starts winding up. I I was uncomfortable opening up my genitalia, really, (laughs) was the main... And let's be let's be honest, catchers are not real athletes, right? Anything that requires you to have to, like... Screw your knees over to like, you know, I mean, to me, that's like, I'd rather, I don't know. I want to make a point about Gus's accessory thing here before we get off of our one minute that we spend on, uh, spend on sports on the podcast. How about that fucking unassisted triple play for yeah. the, that, that killed the Mets? That was awesome. What, 18th in history? That's awesome. So yeah, here's, was... here's a lesson. If you're in the major leagues and you got a guy in first and a guy in second and there's no outs, just hit out of the outfield. Do not, don't hit into unassisted triple play. You will go down the <laughs> don't, record. Don't hit forever. up the middle. Don't, don't hit up the middle, period. Uh, okay. You got to turn on that stuff. You were talking about accessory stuff. Right. Okay. I reached the same conclusion. I don't want to deal with accessories either. Okay. I don't like that. Natal kind of is – that's coming out for the 360 has me hopeful and a little worried because it seems like it removes all accessories, yet it, it, it itself is, is an accessory. accessory. Right? And It's one this you is don't good. have to find though. It's always just sitting there. You don't have to look for it behind the couch. So far. So far. This is going to be the legacy of the Wii. The Wii now, you can't just play a game. Every game has, like, an add-on or, like, they've added this one-to-one controller nub that goes on the back and the nunchuck. I went to go play Wii Sports Resort the other day, and, like, I had to unplug stuff to go from one mini game to the next. Yeah, that is a beatdown. Yeah. It's a total beatdown. I don't want to do that. I don't want to unplug the nunchuck to play one game Mm -hmm. and then plug it back into the Especially for a game on the Wii where, like, it's going to take you longer to prep for the game than Mm -hmm. to play the game. (laughs) And that's true. I I should time it. When you turn on your Wii, the Wii seems so simple. You have to press, like, the button 18 times before you actually get to a game. Like, they're simple games in Wii Sports, like bowling. But to get to them. Yeah, it's like A, 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 warning, A, another warning, A, don't swing your controller, I got it, A, now hit A and B to (laughs) sync your controller. And now they have this thing with the one-to-one control where you set it down on a flat surface and that's how it syncs. Then you have to unstrap yourself and set down your thing, then pick it back up, then hit A, then pick your profile, then hit A, then confirm that you're right-handed still, like in case case you changed dexterities between the last time you changed played Wii. Then you hit start, and then you just almost hear, ready to just go. hearing that is just that's awful. I, I should really time how many times you have that's to press awful. A from starting up the thing to getting into it. God, and it's, they, it's such a weird thing because like the Tony Hawk game when they showed that at like E3 where it's like the board. Oh right, right. Like the gameplay of that seems so appealing to me. But Seriously? It's like, oh God, yeah. If it works, I mean, if it works. But man, I do not want to spend a half an hour calibrating and blah blah blah. And, this is from Joystick. Okay. Nintendo patents football controller. Looks like a football. So your oh, Wii mode fits Christ. inside of the football. So you can <laughs> See, they've gone... This is it. They've gone over the deep end. This Wait, is crazy. So it's like once they've tapped that, oh, we can make extra money yep. with every game. Every... No. I mean, to play Punch-Out! now, you literally have three controllers. You have the Wii Fit board, the Wii Fit 
Wiimote, and then you have the nunchuck. And don't make a controller the shape of a football because that thing's going through the front of my TV screen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got a handle on it. See, it's got this handle on How it. How am I not going to throw that into my TV? Look, you can see here, too. Or punch it into the TV. You right. can see by the patent, it's one controller, but it's got four different parts of the diagram. So there's four different controllers in this one controller. Wow. For it, what? For one game? Yeah, for one game. Presumably so they, you can hey, throw that, all four through your TV. That, you know, talking about punting my that controller into my TV made me think about this. Have you all heard about the problem at the Cowboys New Stadium? No. No one's heard about this? No, but I want to hear this. Yeah, I'm dying. <laughs> you know, they've got that giant TV that stretches from like the 20 Oh, yeah, they're hit. They're... People are punting into the TV. The, t- wow. the TV's yeah. interfered. Like, they, they played a game the against the Titans the other day, and like the Titans punter hit the TV, and they're like, what the fuck? That's right, yeah, they so, have to raise it. So right? now Jerry Jones has to pay millions of dollars to raise the TV up. Because... So the TV is in the middle of the field like in a NBA game? Yeah, it's like hanging down from the center. I thought it was like on the sides. No, it oh. stretches from like... the 20-yard line to the 20-yard line. Oh, is that how they did that? Yeah. Holy is it double-sided? Shit, then? Yes. Should... Oh, okay. Wow, that's Holy crazy. crap, dude. Yeah, yeah I'll, you should see the video. It's funny, because I thought, like, they have, they have, like, a bar at the stadium, where it's, like, a big bar, and in one of the walls at the bar is, like, a big glass wall, and on the other side of the glass wall is, like, where the players have to go to do their interviews after the game, so it's, like, the players are, like, cattle. <laughs> so you can sit there at the bar and watch the poor... They had this in the, in the Dallas Stars arena, where there's a bar... Downstairs, where you can watch the, the players like grow between point A the, and point B. The, the best version of that is uh, a couple years ago. I saw the White Sox play up at Comiskey. I think it's called U.S. Cellular now. Uh-huh. There's a bar out there where the away team's bullpen is. Nice. So you can go I out like there that. and sit by the bullpen while they're warming up and just start fucking yelling it. at them and heckling I love it. them. Get all the drunk fans. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. when, when are we going to get to the point where they have like a glass wall at like the urinals in the showers? <laughs> just watch. Hey, they're being paid. Those athletes are being paid. That's true. They, they, they got to deal with our shit. That's right. You know, I, I think I'm probably the only one here who's excited about it, but uh, the World of Warcraft next expansion is supposed to come out next year. I wish Jeff was here to talk about next it with year, me. That's going to give no. you a whole year to talk about it. I'll talk, I'll talk about it with you for a second. I don't like that they're doing it, because here's what I understand. Does you, it come with you accessories? You correct me where I'm wrong. Okay. They're taking the original continents, which I consider to be basically World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. the two main continents, and they are destroying them and changing them outright. Yes. And making them entirely new spaces. Yes. Will you ever be able to access the original ones? No. I don't like that. I don't like See, that. there's a lot of people like that. Ever yeah. since the first expansion of World of Warcraft, there's been a, a, a big group of people... Put, who have asked Blizzard repeatedly for just a vanilla WoW server. Yeah. It's just original WoW untouched. This new expansion is going to be almost like a reboot of the first 60 levels. It's intended so if you've played through the game a million times, it's a totally new you know, leveling experience, new, new zones, new everything. That seems like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, yeah, can they just add on? They could. They could keep adding on. I, I've, I've always felt like... Well, I shouldn't say always. I've felt... Recently, in the you know, as the expansions come out, like that, Azeroth itself had fallen behind, sure, technology wise, and it, it it didn't mesh with the rest of everything else they were doing. So I'm glad to see them retrofitting it and bringing up their entire game to the same playing field. But yeah, but they're aesthetically changing. Like, won't some areas be underwater and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, some stuff's gonna be pretty fucked up. <laughs> Which is cool. I, I I've played the game countless hours. I'm sick of seeing it over and over. I'm glad to see a change. And I guess you could say that there will always be people who have a, the you know the community will keep a historical record of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of frustrating that the one thing virtual spaces have over the real world is they don't change. And 
I was watching Slacker mm-hmm. the other day, and that's from 1991 and was filmed in Austin. And it was kind of depressing to see how much Austin had changed in less than 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's kind of like, you know, the nice thing about WoW is you can go back, you know? You can just kind of, like, step into the familiar. But I guess, you know, that's part of the benefit of being a longtime subscriber is that you'll be able to say, oh, I was here right. back when... It, it's funny you say that because uh, I think it was WoW.com or Joystick. No, it was WoW.com. The other day had a gallery, an image gallery up of, like, places to go before the expansion. It's like every player needs to go see these things because they were not going to be the same anymore. And, uh, Good idea. Yeah, it was like a, it had screenshots of everything and, and talked about where they were. And... You know, that's the kind of thing, too. It's like it seems like there's no coolness associated really with – like the internet's very obsessed with being first. But, like, there's other stuff, like, if you were a, a Yankees fan forever, or you were X game or It's whatever, just not like there. That. It's yeah. just not there. Like, the video game culture hasn't gotten up to the point yet. I think it's going to be... Yeah. It's going to be a long time before... If it does, it's going to be a long time before it does. You and, know? It's just... It's funny. You're right. I mean, there's, there's no coolness. No. And other people have, have tried this now. Like, even the new Xbox 360 update, they had that tenure thing where it says how long you've been a member of Xbox Live, and... I know there's a marketing part to that where it's like, oh, well, let's keep you going. You've been here for seven years. Why not be here for 13? You know? <laughs> but I'm about to hit seven because I was a beta tester for Xbox Live. And I don't know that people care about that number. You know what I mean? I really wonder why did they put it up there? Like, what's, What are they hoping to foster? With I think that? it's pretty interesting to see how long people have been around. You do? Yeah. Or had the, that particular account. Yeah, it's like now whenever I look at someone's, there are yeah, there are you, you, you want to know if you're playing the... some like fly by night hacker account who's only been on you know Xbox Live for thirty minutes. Now, hey, that would be cool if you could say I don't want to be joined up with anybody who's got an account less than a year. You know what I mean? Like that would be cool. You know, what? How... See, now that would be a that's cool a great function. idea. Thanks, dude. I should sell it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd have a hard time finding games, but yeah, if they build in tenure, I mean, that's that's one of the coolest things. That I could see using. I mean, avatars and stuff like that are, are kind of neat, but I only care about them for people on my friends list mm-hmm. more than anything else. I think it just hasn't been around long enough. I think it just needs to be around longer. I mean, like the NFL when the NFL started, just it wasn't. Yeah, but it's like the NFL hasn't changed too. Like that's the thing about video games. No, but in the beginning, you know, how many viewers were there for Super Bowl two? You know, versus now, right? You and know, if you could just... say I was at the first Super Bowl, right? It would be wow, you went to the first Super Bowl. That's really interesting. It's just you know. It just hasn't been around long enough, I think. Like, are you at all? I mean, do you guys at all care that I was a beta tester for the original live? No, service? You, not at all. But I it's do. like I know there are. Yeah, there I know are. You, you know why I do. I know you do. Why I is know, that? I have a memory card they gave me. It's a special edition orange memory card. It's for the original Xbox. Original you, Xbox. you can't even use it like anymore. The ones that went in the top of the controller. Yeah, yeah. And it's orange and clear. Bernie got in the beta like two weeks before I did. I'd he wait. got the fucking memory card. I didn't. You got a memory card, <laughs> a headset, a T-shirt, uh, like all this stuff, and I just got. Into the beta, like, I, was, I didn't get. I didn't get anything. <laughs> I was wondering why you both had a six. Like you're the only sixes on my friends list. <laughs> both of you. Yeah, it was. Uh, Gus. It's one of the things I can lord over Gus is my orange memory card. God, that fucking memory you know, card. It, it pro- I don't know that it actually ever any of this stuff ever will be cool. I, I don't know. Well, because it's like access. It's like it's. It's technology. New's always better. The new stuff's always better. You know. It's we, we've talked about retro gaming. I, I, last I don't know. Week. They're, they're, they're like I'm going to take this back to WoW. There is, there are like some things in WoW that you can't get anymore, and this aren't available to you, and you only have if you've played a long time or if you played back in the day. Like for example, for people who've played WoW, like old PvP ranks, like you know, on some of my characters, I can pop up a rank that's like senior sergeant or whatever. Can't get those anymore. I'm a grunt. That's awesome. Yeah, only only people who played like three years ago have the ability to have these old titles. So that they can had you in PvP. can you like retain items that you can only get if you played three oh, years yeah, ago? Yeah. 
That's I've, pretty cool. I've got a bunch of stuff that I that I had from way back then, and you just can't find it anywhere. Uh, and like achievements are a good thing to do. That like I wonder if like you know people will appreciate in five years that I finished the orange box on 360 and how freaking difficult that was. I know you do. I am so jealous of your 100 percent in orange box. I've got I think 92 out of 90. How many achievements were there? I got 90. There was 99 achievements. I think yeah. I'm missing four or five. Yeah, it's probably four. Such. A- such a good game. It's so ridiculous conversation we're having right now. No, I know, but it's like it's like these things are built into the system. They should provide a more uh, more customization for we're you. At, we're actually having a conversation about why it's not cool. It's like, well, my level seven noise. <laughs> no, it's not cool. It's not okay. cool. Gus. How dare you? How dare you? I disagree. Does it say anywhere how many hours of WoW you've played in your life? You can God, log I, into individual characters and type a command to see how long you've played that character. Don't do that. Guys. I could probably add up all of my characters if you. I should do that. You because, do that. Because that would be a horrendous thing. Like I, I've, played, ju- I've played 4,500 games of Halo 2 and 3,000 games of Halo 3. And at some point, Bernie added up how probably how long I'd been playing in total. And it was depressing. How long was it? I don't know. I over, was, over a month of total gaming or something. A I want to say it was 128 days. I subtracted 8 hours for sleeping. And said if you did nothing but play Halo Two and Three, it was something like a hundred. Oh, really? It was days. that long, so I would have oh, to. I've got that destroyed. Yeah, I, I was going to say because wow, it, but that that is a depressing stat to me. Like that's that's a percentage of my after, life. After this, careful there, Bernie. After this uh, podcast, I'll uh, add it up and we'll uh, we'll, we'll post. It. We'll, yeah, that'll be. You know, what we should do. We should we should have bets and we should try to get like an over under, like see who can get the closest. To Gus's amount of time. Maybe, maybe we should do that in the drunk tank group it and offer a prize to whoever can, uh, can come the that. closest to So, do how it. would you do it? By total hours played or by days you would have had to have played? Um, well, it, it, it tells you, it, it breaks it down. It says, like, you know, I think it gives you hours, days, months, weeks. <laughs> I think it breaks Gus, it down. Like don't that. do it. <laughs> do it, so, Gus. So, I guess we'll, we'll do the clue and get closest to the number of hours. But, but what if you find out that you've spent. Or 4% of your life playing a game. I bet it's not as how high. Would, I bet it's not as high like, as it's funny how we started yeah. a conversation about it being cool, and like to me it's dissolving <laughs> into making an argument that maybe it's uncool. Well, the cool <laughs> stuff is, I mean, we spend a lot of time on this stuff, too. It's like, it's like I always said, the thing that's wrong with video games, which the whole culture needs to get over, is, and you're falling prey to it right now, Joel, is that anyone who's worse than me at a game is a shitty loser and they suck at the game and I'm awesome. Anyone who's better than me at the game is a fucking loser with too much time on their hands to play. Or a cheater. It's like, the only people you respect are the people at your level that you just beat. (laughs) That's it. And you know, and it's like, you know, we know people who are much better at gaming than we are. And like Jeff, everyone Jeff knows is better at gaming than he is. Except for Gavino. He thinks Gavino's worse. No, I've seen it. I don't know that it's, I'm not sure that it's possible. I, I could be completely wrong. If I am completely wrong, it's just going to take time. But, but it will take time. But the the fact that anybody can pick up a controller and sort of compete with you at any point in time, and yeah, I just don't, I just don't know anything, any 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 platform that a seven year old could realistically outpoint you. Yeah. I it's think just it's just not going to be cool. I think go, or even like eleven, like an eleven-year-old or a thirteen-year-old. Here's a great example. It's just not going to work, dude. I got, I got, I got thirteen-year-olds I, mean, I know that could outpitch me, and I recognize that pitching is an awesome skill. I think it goes I'm back gonna, to what I'm you make, said. I'm making a stand. There is no thirteen-year-old on the planet they can outpitch. they can outdo me in any sport. Now I know that's oh, I know step that's right up. I know dumb. that's I know that's potentially wrong. You're so but dumb. Potentially, <laughs> I know that's potentially wrong. But that you know you can somewhat at least in my mind I can say eh, that's true. And most people will could say that in their own head. Well, I guess true. I guess you're taking the assumption that like gymnastics is not a sport. 
I'll, I'll fuck them all up. <laughs> yeah. Or or sewing Nikes. <laughs> the, uh, the the thing is, as it, it goes back to what you said about Hollywood and business driving it, is that I'm sure when people were playing baseball all day, I'm sure a lot of parents were like, who cares that you can hit a baseball? I don't care. Right. Go plow the field. You know. And then, but now that it's a viable skill where people watch it and it has millions of dollars backing even, it up or billions. You know, it becomes a viable thing. Even like now, if, even now, if you're in high school, you hear stories all the time about major leaguers who are like they're in high school, and these years like, you know, you, this is not realistic, blah blah blah. But there's other stuff that people can do that you recognize is uh, athletic talent. Like I'm just pulling something out of my hat here. I hope I'm not going to offend anybody. Like archery, if someone hits four bullseyes, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool, great, good for you. You know, spend all your life on the archery range. You know, because there's no professional archers. You know, I mean, but if that guy can sit there and sink. Six three pointers in a row. I'm like, God damn! Did you see that kid? He sank three three or six three pointers. But it just it's not applicable to everything. It's funny. It's like basically we're coming to a definition where it's like it has to have a big bankroll of money behind it. What I'm saying is is like that's (laughs) otherwise it's not cool. And it begs the question: Is it legitimate because there's a lot of money behind it, or does it make a lot of money because it's legitimate? You know. You know, I I, you know in our society, if it doesn't have the marketing dollar behind it, think about it. Here we go. Joel's series on, on, it's on true, marketing right? money. Here we go. Come here, kitty. It's true, though. All right, do we have anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up? Uh, well, no. Like, you got, you're not into achievements, right, Gus? No, not really. Continue the discussion. But yet Which you kind weird. of no, got excited anomaly. about the fact that avatars could have trophies that came out of the game and you could put on your avatar. Yeah. I, you... I like things that are more tangible. Like, even – I know that's not tangible. It's not an actual clothing item. But I like either an in-game – representation of it or like some other kind of reward rather than you know a website I have to go to to check my yeah, yeah I do agree that it's nice to have the avatar with something on it because it's the first thing you see I wish there was a feature that where you could pick like 10 achievements that you've got and put them on the front and everyone can see yeah, your you proudest wear, if you wear like medals yeah. I totally agree with you because yeah, yeah. I would there's some achievements that I'm so proud of and you've probably got a lot like 7 day survivor that took you a long time if you, if you, you, put could, that up if you could do that I would go after achievements I, seriously yeah if I could pin medals to my avatar's clothing to show achievements I've got, I would care. And I, I wouldn't go, maybe I wouldn't go out of my way, but I'd play a game and be like, oh, if I play just a little more and got that achievement, then I could put that on my avatar. Makes I'll total do sense. That. Makes yep. total sense. Something that's super accessible for everyone to like immediately recognize. Yeah, I can't, you know, I don't want to have to say, oh, did you see my achievement? No. Go check xbox.com, look up my username, you know what? You, and then I, I flip through this it. game, I have it right and then now. look for the Are achievement, right? and I'll show you. I have it right now. I have the, the total package. You ready? Hit me. You take, like, it's just like Halo, where now we're all, based on the number of achievement points you have, you're a certain level. Mm-hmm. Like, in other words, if you have 10,000 points, you're level one. If you're 20,000 points, you're level two. Well, they even have if the thing 30, now. you're 30, level three. When and it's just a clear, accessible, everyone immediately understands it. I knocked my, I'm so passionate. But then, <laughs> his headphones flew off like that 50 cal ricochet. Do you remember but that? They have that with the gamer score. I mean, they have that, and then people just approach it in a different way. And of no, course, but it's like that would become your avatar as a number. Yeah. I mean, and that's and it. It's, it's funny, though. It's like it's one of those weird things, too. It's like anything, anytime, because games aren't perfect, right? Anytime you make something like that, people figure out a way to game it, and then it invalidates it for everybody. Yeah. Right. yeah. The thing is about when, whenever you see someone and you view their profile on your Xbox. You'll see a gamer score. You'll see the star rating. None of that means anything. Like nope. anyone can have any gamer score. It doesn't mean they're good. It means they play games where it's easy to get gamer score. If if you just saw the the top ten achievements that they got, you'd be like, you'd look at that thing, and the first thing you'd see would be, holy shit, this guy's awesome. And you could actually tell whether someone was good or not because at the moment you can't at all. But like the stuff that I would like to put up, like they'd have to give you a long list of things to choose to put up. Like I have forty six completed games, forty six, one hundred percent games. That's awesome. Yeah, that's. I have four. 
Do you really have four? I have four. Yeah. And but so, you play a lot of arcade games. But listen, <laughs> here we go with this fucking discussion. The an arcade game, the hundred percent arcade game, takes just as much effort as no, it does for a true. lot of retail games. Yes, it is true. I, I disagree. I mean, with you that. get less. You guys, I, I, no, I, I no, no, no. I agree with you that you get no, less throwaway crazy. achievements, like like you know, do something really easy, and but. It's still only 12 achievements. You know what we should do? Only Let's 12. have an achievement race where you pick a retail game for me and I pick an arcade game for you. What? And we... No, no. That, <laughs> no, that's, that. that's not going to settle anything. Let's do that's that. A, no, no, no. When you first. start going down the super specific... There's, there, there's, there's no, no, I don't, I don't think there's there'd no, be... There's no fair there's balance. There's no argument here. He's absolutely right. Do you know, do you know why you should count them or they should equally count? They, but you, but you can't. There's less points. There's less achievements. I don't know how you could count them. Because no. everyone has access to the same ones. Are you telling me it took you... What are your completed games you have? Name name a few. Uh, Hitman, Blood Money. Uh-huh. Oblivion was one, but that got DLC, so I don't you have that cannot, anymore. You have you some of the hardest ones, compl- that's why. You can't, no, it's true. You can't com- compare Jeff, like Fallout Jeff. or Oblivion. Are you calling me Jeff? No, Jeff <laughs> Jeff has Avatar. You can get that in four minutes. Yeah, because it's the combo well, no, one. Yeah, but here, you're picking a bad one. We could pick bad arcade games you get in four minutes also. Well, the problem yeah, right, I, could so say, right. I could say do Trials you HD. Can't, you can't disagree. Right. Generally speaking... Generally speaking, it's yeah, easier. I, I think you're the lone wolf on this one, Bernie. No, you think your Marble Blast Ultra completing that was harder, or excuse me, was easier than say doing Dude, some of these. Some that of was... these games, it's like forget hard. It's just like you just have to go through just the amount of time you have to commit to some of this stuff. It's ridiculous. Like uh, like uh, Assassin's Creed, I have to collect all those freaking flags all over the freaking place. I, 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 I got all this. Even you go to one. Google, even you go to Google, <laughs> and you get a map. <laughs> And you go, okay, this is where all the flags are. It still takes for freaking ever to walk but around it's, a freaking it's satisfying. map forever. But got a freaking flag. Well, let me give you an example. Since you're picking Assassin's Creed, let me give you another example of an arcade one. There's one called Heavy Weapon uh, that I have done. And that's a game where you just like, it's like a Robotron shooting kind of style this game, is, no, which no, all arcade you're, you're, for a while. You have to go through the first 11 levels no, without dying. I, any argument you make is not going to carry any water because you're it's crazy. a specific argument. I you keep drawing so these, many arcade You keep games. drawing these like super specific I, I agree like, with you. things. No, that's a random middle of the road one. I that's, agree with you that there are arcade games where it's just as hard. And, but and, and as time moves forward, that's becoming more and more the case. But no. Some of my most impossible retail games are ones that I've done. If there's an possible achievement in an arcade game, I don't even give it. I don't give it any hope. I really don't. I just I'm more ready to look, abandon look, an arcade look at, game. Look at like what, what's the game we've been playing? Like Battlefield, right? Yeah, the 200 points. Come on, dude. You do that in like two days. You do that in like no. a day. Battlefield? No, you, you gotta play. You gotta play matches? a lot of hundred matches. It'll take that. That one will take a few days of grinding. That's 1,500 minutes. Okay, th- what three days? Yeah, I mean that. It's still pretty easy. How long did Halo Three take you? I, I'm not. I haven't. I haven't gotten all the ones in Halo Three. I'm not. A, I'm not a big achievement. I think you guy. seriously don't. What even before DLC, you didn't get a thousand points. I don't. I think I'm at nine fifty. That's something terrible. Like that. I'm not, it's Halo Three, man. I'm not a it's good. Halo I'm, not, 3. I'm not as good. I'm not a good. I'm not a but good game. I've got. You should hundred percent Castle Crashers and then talk to me. We we had um everyone, pretty much everyone I know when Halo Three came out it was the race to a thousand points. You did it. I know you were like trying to get the last overkill. He, and he was cheating. But never. I, I remember. Never. I remember seeing it, you at a party. Never. As soon as the DLC the came out, was released before the game was released. <laughs> how, how would I do that? We were at the party. We we're at the Halo Three. We we're at the Halo Three launch party with Bill Gates and drinks if and it's an a open bar. Party. And where's Bernie? He's trying to unlock a cheat. I will say this: if it's, if it's a launch party, it's not cheating. Yeah, because the game is launched. Fact, no, I, no, no, because it was before the game was launched. No, no, so no, you had know. a head it start. It was before the game two was launched. Hours. It was before you the game bitch. was launched. You bitch. It was that's two hours. Two that's hours. nothing. I had played through the whole campaign a week prior to that. 
fully, and I and I so I had to play through the campaign again. So. And you tried to cheat with that. I did try to cheat. How did you try to cheat? I brought, I brought no, my memory card. Yeah, <laughs> luckily, already... Xbox Live profiles don't work on PartnerNet. Well, no. What I, I asked Bungie, I said, it, would it, I said, is there any chance I could start unlocking achievements? And they said, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> and plus, I didn't want backlash at the time from like. Oh, you would have gotten some shit. Oh, dude, yeah, it would have been bad. It's like, oh, look at Rooster, you get special treatment because you fucking cheated. <laughs> <laughs> So, I, did, I didn't do that. But, but who was the first in the office listen, to get 1,000 points? It was you, right? It was Bernie. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. It, you was, know, it was Bernie. You know, I like, I like stuff that people do with their achievements that are really cool, like Nico. Nico has an Xbox Live account. He has 1,000 points in Halo 3, and he has 1,000 total gamer score. Has he still never got anything For his else? profile. That's it. He's never unlocked a single achievement in any other game. That's it's pretty... I like, I like stuff like that. I remember Jericho... We were playing Graw, and it was the hour-long survive one. We had to defend that spot for an hour. That was the only achievement she had in that game. For, for so long, that's like the hardest one. She had the hardest just that achievement game. and nothing else. Yeah. I want to do that in every game. Just get one achievement and it's the hardest. But it goes back to two. I, I'm going to really defend. I think getting, I think unlocking arcade games and counting them 100%, I'm totally fine with that. I'd also be fine with the breakdown. How do you feel about getting 100% in the game and then the game releases DLC and it takes that game away I from hate you? that. And, and you're no longer 100%. I think they should separate between achievements. I think Sony does something that, that Microsoft doesn't that's better and I'll, it's very rare that I'll say that. They give you a trophy for completing the game. Yeah, everyone's on the same page about that. You, you mean yeah. for 100% all the other ones? 100% the retail game. Okay. Then you get a, what's it called would, a platinum would, trophy. Like, be, I would have a platinum in orange box. How easy would that be to do, awesome. right? And then they just make a separate, for the downloadable content, just make a separate, you know, category. Or just more achievements. You don't need yeah. another trophy for that. Because it's too, it's too, it's, you know, like, Fallout put up five extra DLCs. They uh-huh. might put out more, they might not. They've said no, but we'll see. Yeah, they said no, but... Yeah, yeah. like, when, when I when I did 100% on Oblivion, I was like, whew, I sold it after that. I didn't, never wanted to play again, but now I've got a partially completed game. It's like 70% done or something. It sucks. They take and that's so lame. I'll tell you the one they did that to me on was Bioshock. I 100%ed Bioshock, and then they put out this extra achievement without DLC. They put out this <laughs> extra achievement. Yeah, it's just frustrating to me that they kind of don't know... I, don't, I shouldn't even go down this path, but it's like they don't know their own culture. You know, it's so obvious. Well, like you, you, don't, you don't think it's cool, so we're not. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, come on, right? If I see it, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, Bioshock was bad because they just don't. You it was the same take... game, and they said now go through it again without ever dying once on the hardest level. It's like I'm not going to do that. I'm yeah. just not going to do that. Yeah. And so now I have. Well, that was an achievement. That was 1,100. Like they they put out the first thousand. And then all of a sudden they came up with this another 100 points without any DLC. It's like they're, it's like they're undermining... It it's like oh, that's weird. I didn't know you could do that. It's like undermining your own currency. As far as I know, you can't. It's like they just forgot something. It's like, oh, we're going to do these. Let's, let's do them. And then just put them out for no reason. It's, well, well, there's a reason. I mean, it's, you know, let's make some more money. It's probably... But it was no, no DLC. I don't know. Yeah, just, there's no DLC. It was just extra achievements they just threw it. in later. That's exactly really weird. Exactly right. So hurtful. Bizarre. It's it's one of those things too. It's one of the places that that I'm obsessed about achievements. I don't care about the score. I don't care. Any, any score of that. means nothing. I just want 100 percent the game. Right. That's it. Or get the hardest achievement in the game, or something like that. And when I do that, then they, like it gets taken away retroactively. I can't stand that. I don't know why that is. And I get mad when I start. <laughs> and, yet, a game. and yet Barry Bonds is going to have the home run record. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I get mad when I start a game and then I get to an achievement that is very clearly unattainable. You know, or I'm not going to attain it, and it's a broken achievement essentially. What? So, and it puts you off playing the rest of the game. Yeah, it's like, well, you know, now I don't want to finish it because I know I'm not going to get level 10 in Grand Theft Auto, and I know I'm not going to get 10,000 kills in Gears of War. I would easily any day rather have like 47 out of 50 achievements than like 20 something. I'd still go all the way, even if I knew there was some I couldn't get. Oh, really? Yeah. I won't even get the dumb achievements where like you. There's one in Superman Returns. 
where you had to fly 10,000 miles. I completed the whole game, and I had 2,500. And the way most people get that achievement is by putting rubber bands around their controller <laughs> right. and letting them fly in a circle all night. Right. And I'm just I'm not going to do that either. I'd Why ra- not? I'd rather not have those lame <laughs> achievements. Do you have that achievement for cheating? No, I don't. Oh, you don't? No. That's pretty good. No, I don't have that one either. That, I like negative that, that's achievements. That's what I'm talking about. I hate stuff that's just like, you know, consume a bunch of time for no reason. Exactly. You know. I, I hate, I really hate time-based achievements. Like, there was one in Viva Pinata I didn't have for a long time that was play Viva Pinata for 50 hours. Did you have everything else except that? I did. So it showed that I got all the other achievements in less than 50 hours. That in itself is like, so now I'm just going to like let the game run to get the last achievement. <laughs> what I did is better than that. but it be, it, Yeah, it's more there, impressive there, to not have that than have everything else. There are some other achievements that are inherently like really bad. Like They didn't make it to the final version, but remember that Turok game that was going to come out where they had achievements for team killing? Yes. And uh, there was a huge backlash, and that ended up really? getting removed before the final version. I do, I do like time-based ones that make you... Like uh, in GTA, there was one for completing in under 30 hours. Is that right? Yep. And... But for me, that totally ruined the game. I rushed through that game. I was like, oh, I've, got to, I've got to do it. I don't want to have to play this again in under 30 hours. I did it in 19. So I could have easily, like, fucked around and done a few side missions. But it, it ruined the game for yeah. me. Because I, I was playing it in a rush. I mean, it's, it's a good achievement. It's a nice one to have. But I think it destroyed the game for me. But there are, there are some where you'd think it would destroy the game. Like Half-Life 2 Episode 1, where you have to do it with firing one bullet. And the bullet you fire is to shoot a lock off a door. Right. That's totally fine. It's still fun when you do that, and it doesn't ruin the game, which is odd. Yeah, it's a challenge. Yeah. It's like the, in Half-Life 2, they had a lot of great achievements in there. The one where you had to carry the gnome all the way oh, through the game. Oh, that was a game. bitch. That, okay, that's the opposite. That fucking ruined Episode 2. <laughs> that was a slut. I lost that fucker so many times. Like, at one point, I dropped off a ledge, and he was there. And I was like, I can't reach him. I can't do anything to get him. He was just, like, off the ledge above my head. And I had to replay. I lost like two hours. Oh game, man! Because yeah. I, I didn't save enough. I saved so much. Too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we should definitely wrap up. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, anything yeah, else wait. before we uh, wrap up today? I'm good. All right. Mm. Well, if we end up doing this wow contest, uh, I'll post details about it with the podcast. So thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye.